press you press record are you eating the ritz sandwich crackers yeah please <sighs> i grab these okay wait before we start <laughs> i grab these so monday our office was like all right mandatory work from home until april okay fine i went back into my office i got my extra monitor and i grabbed these <laughs> priorities this is gonna be a, not, it's gonna be a disaster. I can't wait. I'm not worrying you guys of this being a shit show, but like what I'm trying to do right now is gonna be a shit show. But I'm just gonna say, me and Brittany are gonna be a shit show. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on the Be More podcast. I'm Brittany. I'm Maria. And we are And today. <laughs> Dang it. Oh, God. Here we go. No, just keep going. Fuck it. Nope. All right. It's, the pandemic's happening. We have little time on this earth. Screw it. Let's keep going. Okay. So today. We have some guests. Um, I guess we'll introduce you guys first, and then we'll get into our topic. So, volunteer? Yeah. Anyone? Anyone? No one? I'm going to call someone. Okay, cool. Thank you. <laughs> I'm a good student. Hi, Thanks. so my name's Monica. I have known both Brittany and Maria since high school, um, and I work in finance. Cool. <laughs> Those next. Are weird when you clap. I don't like that. I'm not clapping. Not I love you guys, but that just felt really weird. I'm not clapping. <laughs> Sick. Next. <laughs> so I'm Lauren. Uh, I've known Brittany and Maria since school days. Mm -hmm. um, and I work in government. I'm not going to clap. No, we're not <laughs> clapping. Can I like... I like the snapping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the yeah. silent applause this time. Ooh, oh, that's okay. fun. Yeah, I'm a, look at this. We're already learning stuff, Maria. This is a great idea. This is great. I can't. I can't wait. Go on. <laughs> there's a new person. Oh no, there's not. I lied. Keep going. There's, okay, then I'm gonna go. Okay. Yes. Sorry. Go ahead. Hi, I'm Megan. Um, I also went to high school with Brittany and Maria, and I work in fundraising for higher ed. Nice. That's really cool. It's fun. I, there, people, uh, people are from different areas and do all different things. This is gonna be a very fun conversation. Um, also, I roast Brittany a lot during this. I'm sure you guys know, so don't mind. <laughs> Which is no different than my daily life or any of the experiences we've ever had together growing up, so it's, it's fine. fine. And I it's let fine. millions of other people watch her do it, so. <laughs> you say millions. You say millions. It's barely a hundred. I'm speaking <laughs> what I, I'm speaking what I want, Maria. You're manifesting, right? Yes. Right, right, right. Okay. Megan, okay. you're gonna come join us every time because I feel like I need you on my as my, on my defensive side. And then Monica and Lauren can come on for me. That's fine. <laughs> I can deal with that. Uh, that's well. Let's be clear though. Monica and I have gotten to. We used to be like yeah choice buddies back in the day. So don't even. Move. I don't take sides. <laughs> that is a point in life. Okay. It just depends. It's situational, and that I can respect. Okay. <laughs> In any case, Brittany, because I'm so bad at this, can you can you tell us what we're talking about today? Sure. See, now you're going to, I told her yesterday, we did a test of this yesterday. Prior to doing this, I actually do a podcast for my dance business. And mm -hmm. I'm like starting to interview um, people from like around the country to talk to you. And I did one yesterday through Zoom. And I told her that the girl who I spoke to told me that she was like, wow, you're a good host and you ask good questions. And all I can think in my mind was you should see what the other podcast that we do looks like. <laughs> and now Maria is going to take total advantage of that and try to make me be a serious person, which I only have Absolutely. so many strides throughout. I am delegating. This right, is a solid. team effort. This is very true. All right. So our goal for the day is we <laughs> want to talk about the situation we're in, which is ending like ending up to be a beautiful thing because we probably wouldn't have thought to do this like on zoom and using technology if the situation hadn't, hadn't come to light mm -hmm. um, but we wanted to talk more about what's going on in like our community what's going on in each of your communities and your families and what's being like how you're being impacted by everything that's been going on with COVID-19 mm -hmm. and I know Maria you just like were sending me stuff today that it's kind of escalating and we're getting to the point now a lot more things are getting shut down a lot more people are going to be homebound yeah, just like non-essential, non-essential businesses, I think is what the term is, <clears throat> yeah. are shutting down for the foreseeable future. Um, yeah. And also, I don't know, just like the norm in general is just like not the norm that we're used to. So I guess just how everyone's take is on that and how everyone's adjusting is also like the topic that we want to like discuss. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but like how long have you, have you guys, are you guys home? 
for extended periods of time? How long? Yeah, like how's work life right now? Whoever wants no. to jump in. <laughs> or the lack of work life. <laughs> uh, so I never usually work from home. Um, my, I'm usually on the road for my job. Like I go to a lot, I travel. I actually, um, I travel a lot. I calculated my mileage for the past, like from July 2019 to March 2020. And I've driven like 4,500 miles. Wow. What's on the road? That's crazy. Uh, yeah, so I never, I never work from home, so it's kind of, it's a big adjustment for me to try to figure out how to be productive, how to maintain a, like, regimented schedule so that I keep, you know, myself in check. Um, yeah. so that's, but I've been doing a good job. Like, I wake up at a consistent time, work out, and then go straight into work, and it's been good. Good for you. <laughs> I feel like that's definitely a big thing, like, regimented scheduling. And something mm -hmm. you have to manage in a totally different way when you're home. <laughs> yeah, I'm like not disciplined in that manner at all. Yeah, and like neither. Yeah, because um, I also don't know how to work from home much. Oh, I also don't know how to work from home. I don't know how to work from home, so I'm not like disciplined enough to like wake up, do my like morning routine before I go to work, and then like start work. I literally just wake up and just roll out of bed and go on my computer, which isn't <laughs> healthy in a sense because I have no concept of personal and work like that split anymore mm. so that is definitely an adjustment that I'm trying to do right now <laughs> what time do you wake up usually so usually like nine and then I log on like I usually go to work at 10 so <clears throat> but right now now that I'm like working from home I wake up like 9 30 <laughs> and I just go right into it so I think <laughs> we have to set you up like a little like a little uh, a little situation where you can literally just like roll out of bed into your chair and just slide to your desk. <laughs> Stop. Because <laughs> you're not solid 15 minutes of sleep. Um, <clears throat> when did you guys start working from home? How long has everyone been telecommuting? Monday for me. Monday for you? Yeah. And then we're mandatory until uh, April 1st, but I don't know how long that's gonna, you know, it might adjust. I feel like I'm the only one in a unique situation. I've been working from home for months. It's just like the way my, the nature of my job is. I don't really have to go in. And I got injured a few months ago. So I only have been going into the office for like a meeting here or there for like a couple hours because I couldn't. Um, so I'm like, up to me, this is like status quo. Nor life is normal. Everyone's freaking out around me. I'm like, I work from home every day. It is okay. I promise. So I have a different situation. I think to me, it's just an alt. And like, it feels weird, but it's not that weird because I do this all the time. Yeah. Yeah, What's I your still, office like? Is your office still open? Uh, my office is actually still open. We're essential because we support like everyone in the banking and financial world. So like we we oh. still have to be open. But my line of business has been home since Thursday. Okay, Monica, do you feel like you're like? Do you feel like anything is happening around you and you're like <laughs> in the middle of chaos at all? <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it's like it's so funny. I'm so fed up. So like we have a billion all hands calls like with my team and then the broader team and the broader team. And I'm just like, I'm so sick of these calls because nothing really changed for us. It's like mm -hmm. for us, it's like kind of the same. The only difference business is, as so usual. We do. We do like I, my team, not me, but my team delivers a training where we travel and I used to we used to go obviously travel stopped. So we now have to figure out how to do an in person experience for a week virtually, which has been like the nightmare that we've dealt with all week. But yeah. I mean, to me, it's like, all right, it is what it is. I'm, we're used to change, so, like, it's not the worst thing in the world, but, like, the working from home experience, I'm, like, when everyone's complaining, I see all this memes, it just, it makes me laugh, because I'm, like, this I is know. every day. You have to learn how to have a schedule. Like, you're in charge here. <laughs> and you know what's funny? So, um, I actually went to Monica's house. Was that last week? Yeah, uh, I think it was last week. So, like, work, like, I was at a client site in the morning, and then I didn't want to go back to the office. I was, like, I just need to, like, go chill at your couch or whatever, and, like, work a couple hours. The way that you work from home, dude, is so lax. <laughs> it is, but I get everything done. It's so You do. Work. No, it's like she has Netflix in the background, and we're literally just on her couch, and then she's literally just doing work. And I'm like, I don't know how you fucking do I that. I can't do that. That's very impressive. <laughs> yeah, it's, really. super, it's super impressive. <laughs> it's really bad. I used to sit at a, so I got a desk. I have, like, a standing desk with a second monitor. Like, I have a whole mm -hmm. setup. Yeah. But I've moved, since I got her, I've moved to my couch, and I just can't get myself back to my desk. <laughs> I just ordered one of those standing rolling desks. <laughs> I know, like, yes. I'm so Good. excited. <laughs> I'm a little bit like, 
speaking of like going from the couch back to the desk, I'm a little bit like, how am I supposed to? So I've been home since last Wednesday. Okay. And they told us that we're not going back until May 15th. Oh, Holy shit. We're close to a whole semester. Wait, and you were doing, oh, yep, that makes Fundraising. sense. Fundraising. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, so I'm like, how am I ever expected to go back to the office? Right. <laughs> yeah. Because now this is going to be your new norm. Now. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But how is that? Like when I, that's me. When I go into the office, it's like a whole, I'm like, how do people do this every day? Because I work from yeah. home now all the time. I'm yeah. like, wait, you want me to do my hair and my makeup and get ready and get into the office by 8.30? Right? That's crazy. It's totally going to change the precedent of the way people, like their expectancy of what the work life, work life is going to be. Because the second you create space for people to say, oh, I get to like, have a home life and have a work life at the same like I actually get to have a life again and I don't have to give you all of my time and drive to the office it's gonna change everything like for the future I feel like there's gonna be a lot of like reworking and strategy mm -hmm. that has to be done to be able to keep people happy if they now know that they have the ability to do this and still get paid exactly and I also feel like at this point it's like for my organization um they have been gradually working towards becoming more of a telecommuting company in mm -hmm. general and I feel like it wouldn't make sense to enact all of these capabilities and policies and then walk them back because of price <laughs> yeah right? like agreed it just doesn't make sense yeah yeah and for all the all of the the physical like manpower and effort and probably all like the financial backing that has to go into making this transition like you can't go backwards you're gonna end up losing money exactly and just like the morale of your employees, off, right? <laughs> like, yeah, because like if you can clearly do it in a pandemic, <laughs> you can yeah. clearly do it in normal like everyday life. So right. why would you go revert back to something that, like something at this point archaic? I feel like a lot of companies are now leaning towards flexible work from home hours anyway. Yeah, which you know? I think they're just going to bring up um, like a question that we really <clears throat> want to talk about anyway. Like, what do you guys see? What do you guys see the, the post-pandemic life? I mean, for like maybe like yourself or, yeah, that's right. I said it, Maria, okay. Uh, <laughs> you're the one who reacted, so I'm, pulling, I'm calling you on it. Um, Sorry. Like yourself or like your field or even New Jersey, because I feel like this, like the tri-state area, the way that we work and the way that we live is so much like faster paced. It's so much like more... Mm -hmm just constant movement compared to other people are like oh we're not going to work or like I live out in the middle of nowhere and this doesn't really change my daily life because I never see anybody anyway like mm -hmm. what is this gonna how could this potentially alter like our lives at the end of this like being in the state and being in our fields I mean I hope it like slows people down and like definitely like I want to touch upon this anyway later on but like everyone's mental health at this point is getting compromised because of like mm -hmm. this isn't the norm and like going even I went outside yesterday and drove to go get Animal Crossing um to, and just risked now it I all have to come for, over just to watch it. <laughs> um, and but like there was no on the road like it just seems like weird but like I just feel like after all this is said and done I just hope that people are like slower in pace around this area because like I just it just, it just seems, I don't know. It just seems weird. Yeah. That's just my hope is just like people just slow down for a second. <laughs> yeah. And I think the biggest thing, the biggest thing that I see, it's so funny because I don't see people driving their cars or sitting in traffic. When I mm -hmm. go on like take a walk, I see a lot of people outside, which is a nice thing to mm -hmm. see. Um, and I think, I think you're right. I think that not only, I think it's going to start to open the door for us to being able to realize like, oh, I get to work from home. I'm happier now. Right. It's so, like being yeah. able to adjust and see that what, kind of in like work environments we're creating that are possibly causing pressure and anxiety and making people unhappy without mm -hmm. being aware of it. But I think my favorite thing about it, even though it has that like scary concept to it, is that people are like, oh, I actually have to take care of my wellness, right? Or, yeah, like, literally. How, like my immune system is crap because I eat garbage and don't take anything to support myself and don't mm -hmm. do anything to like maintain my physical <clears throat> wellness. And now there's a like a, a virus out there that is attacking people who like, don't have that. Now I actually have to do something about it because if I don't get active in doing it, there's nothing, like there's nothing, there's no medical, like quick fix. There's no drug that I can, mm -hmm. that's going to help me. I actually have to do something. Right. 
So I feel like that's the only, like a good potentially like positive thing that could come of all of this, despite the fact that, you know, we have people have had, are sacrificing their lives every day, like your mom, Maria. And like, like, like- and Lauren's people, parents. <laughs> Uh, oh, Lauren, your parents are, I didn't see, I didn't remember that. Right. Like, yeah, like. I was like, Lauren, I, or is this like the Filipino stereotype that I'm just putting up oh, on no, your no, parents right now? Yeah, even, uh, yeah, your fiance. Yeah. 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 And <laughs> like, just, yeah, people who are doing that and like anybody who, um, like, I know like, people who, we were just talking to somebody today who works for a bank and, like, mm-hmm. like I'm happy that you brought that up, Monica. Like, people who are in finance, people who are considered, like, essential businesses, like, Dan manages a pharmacy, so he's in there every day. Like, he still has to go in. Um, and even to the point, this is what I wanted to tell you the other day, they're, like, pushing the standards and making sure that people are, like, meeting the, like, social distancing. So he mm-hmm. had to, he and he, his employees yesterday had to, like, blue mark the floor, like, all over the- Really? store to be like you guys cannot like only one individual is allowed within each one of these blocks wow like they like people have to are doing a lot on the outside to help make sure that we can actually get through this and aren't spreading it more um Mm -hmm. but it yeah it's crazy how do you guys feel oh go ahead megan you first because my question is so off (laughs) like left field (laughs) just um a little bit of comic relief based on that My uh, best friend and her partner, they have an almost one-year-old baby who I see like three times a week. He's the love of his life. And I haven't seen him all week because of the pandemic and her, there's a thing going around. And he showed up at our house today um, to say hi. And she brought a six-foot string (laughs) she had made. So we could all loops on either end so you could put it around your wrist. That's like amazing. I mean, good for them, honestly. You are gonna just start doing that after this to be like, you're too close to me. I know, right? <laughs> That's amazing. That's great. I mean, good. I mean, especially with an infant, like. Oh yeah, yeah. you can't play games. No, not at all. No, and no, I know. No. I feel like I know more people now who are like having baby or about to have baby than I've ever like been aware of before in terms of people that I know. Thanks, Monica. So it's like how <laughs> I ha- I can't imagine having to manage that in this like no. situation because what do you how do you go into a hospital situation right now right have you heard that they're asking sorry Maria I know that you have a question no honestly this is much more important <laughs> <laughs> what we're talking about is good they're, um, asking expectant mothers to change their birth plans what what really wait oh okay. yeah so go on. There's like several layers to this, and I've gotten different pieces from different places, but mm-hmm. it's high risk for a pregnant woman to go into a hospital right now. Yeah, I can see that. Absolutely. There's That's kind of such. like a, a su- suggestion that if you are safely able to have a home birth, oh. you're doing that instead. And a lot of Those people are, are very popular. Problems. Yeah. Say they're popular? Problems now yes. because yes. they're insurance companies won't cover midwives the same way they'll cover Yup. So, and also the people who do still go into the hospital apparently can only have like one person with them in the room. So mm, right. you could have a doula with you or you can have your partner like, oh, so yeah. really intense regulations. Yeah, I'm so not I- kicking Dan in that situation. <laughs> I actually work on maternal health for the first lady, and there's a mm-hmm. lot of changes that are happening. So, like, for example, I'm not trying to, you know, push the first lady's agenda, but <laughs> like in this uh, podcast, but um, for example, uh-huh. midwives being covered, now we're making sure, like, they're covered by Medicaid, but we have the low one of the lowest reimbursement rates. We have about 70%. So, right now, the governor in his budget is trying to increase um, reimbursement rate for midwives mm-hmm. uh, for Medicaid um, to 95%. So, then like we've got, I think included one million dollars in the budget to make sure that the women are able to access midwives and see that that's an option. And that's great. We yeah. like do the same with doulas. Make sure that community doulas are reimbursed um, for their services. And um, I know, like with the coronavirus, these things will change. Like you can't. Like I know hospitals, like you said, are only allowing only one person um, in the mm-hmm. room. But I think, like, they're essential. Like midwives, doulas to the birthing team. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know how we're going to go around that. And I it's think incredible. It, brings up, it brings up such a good point, right? Like, in our culture, 
and especially for what I have seen with like yoga therapeutics and yoga practices and other like Eastern medicines, not Western based medical practices, we rely a lot on that. And now the outbreak of the virus has pushed us to like the edge of being able to have the option to rely on it and to seek mm -hmm. it. So now we have to be looking at these other resources that we have. And I know that doulas might, this might get a little gross, but my- <laughs> Every episode. <laughs> I do this all the time. I, we get way too much information, but it's fine. Um, when my sister-in-law had her second child, she did a, um, like a birthing center. Um, and mm -hmm. she was home like right after I got to hold my nephew, like hours after he was born, cause they came back home and the doula was with her the whole time. And she had to, got to do like a, um, like a water birth. And like, it was, oh, this is the rest part. Like we got to see like the placenta and like it, it, it get cleaned and stuff. And it was so cool. Mm -hmm. um, but like, mm -hmm. and it gives you the opportunity to, you like more the family members get to get engaged. And when you have a doula, what I liked about that process is that you don't know, like you don't, it's not that you don't have any idea what's going on. Like that woman mm -hmm. educates you, whoever comes in, she educates you, she takes care of the mother. And I have a friend who just recently had a baby who said that she was really unhappy because she felt like after she had her child, no one cared about her health. They only cared about the health of the baby. Oh. oh. So yeah. that, and like the doula was very like adamant on making sure that my sister-in-law was okay. And it's like, that are those are things that I feel like we like we can lose especially now like how are you able to maintain like that bedside manner and also make sure that like mm. getting to see everybody that you need to see and you have to start looking for other resources to do that so it's awesome that we can welcome and like actually compensate the people who are able to give support to mom mm -hmm. anybody who's sick anybody who's ever able to do that now that's really cool yeah I agree yeah New, New, actually, New Jersey is 47th in the nation from maternal deaths. Um, 47 women die. 40. Mm -hmm. What mm -hmm. the hell? Women die out of every 100,000 live births. Um, yeah. And it, it, there's a lot of reasons. Like, and it's even worse when you, <laughs> when you consider women of color. Women of color, like if you're a black woman, you're five times more likely to die than a white woman due to pregnancy complications. And if you're a black baby, you're three times more likely to die uh than a white baby in your first year of life oh so, Lauren is that a New Jersey statistic or is that like oh that's New Jersey but New Jersey I mean is one of the worst we're 47 so um <sighs> yeah there's a lot of factors that uh contribute to that it's like we have a high number of c-section rates the payment mm -hmm. system kind of or used to at least incentivize you know a lot of c-sections um and then when it comes to the um health inequities, it's just the whole, all, the social, all the social determinants of health really just put people of color at a disadvantage. And so mm -hmm. there's, I mean, there's, there's a lot of nuances to it. And so that's why midwives and doulas are a really big part because doulas are, community doulas specifically, are known to really help decrease C-section rates and increase, you know, or improve health outcomes for mothers and babies mm -hmm. of color, so. And yeah, and that, like, that, that education and support aspect is a huge like yeah mm -hmm. it, like it's not just oh we're gonna help you with the birthing process it's like absolutely everything that could possibly be a part of that experience yeah and like doulas yeah. are such a good advocate in the like in the doctor's office in the delivery room because they actually take the time to listen to the mother and then they are able to like advocate for the mother uh, make sure that her birthing plan is you know followed through so they're a really important part to the birthing team and to the experience and so that's why we're really hoping that you know with by reimbursing them um, mm -hmm. uh, through Medicaid, a lot more women will be able to access doulas, have them yeah. diverse. That's amazing. Awesome. Good. I feel okay. I was a little scared at first, and now I'm kind of teetering back to the okay, maybe I'll do this one day. <laughs> oh my goodness. You're going to have a kid? Uh, <laughs> so I went to go visit my parents yesterday because my, my father, and it's been hard. I haven't been wanting to go. Um, my father is a type one diabetic and he's also in remission because um, he was just going through chemo for uh, stage three colorectal cancer. So I was like hesitant to want to go. And mm -hmm. I went and my mother had to show me like the, we did like a photo shoot of our family uh, like a couple of months ago with my nephews and everything. My mother had to show them to me. She's like, you know, it's been 10 years since we've done this. And she was like, so I'm thinking if we do another 10 years before she could even finish her sentence, I was like, absolutely not. I have grandchildren for you. I was like, you're going to be waiting much longer than that. And she was like, how'd you know what I was going to say? I was like, set it up any nicer, mom. Let me, let me hit it in the park for you. Oh my goodness. She's not happy. Well, don't yeah. worry. Um, 
all those like college kids down in Florida partying like how do you guys Monica is rolling her eyes like she might have died right now I'm so over them <laughs> I'm so over them no one <laughs> so they're like so they closed most of the beaches in Florida one of the beaches they did not close is Clearwater which I'm used to going to my dad has a condo down there so I've been there before yeah and I just cannot believe that they're still open I don't mm-hmm. understand it's up to the like they can easily shut it down just say the beach is closed and that's it and then no no one's there but instead, yeah. we have thousands of people flocking to the beach thinking, like, I'm still going to celebrate spring break. Like, go home. Stop being a dummy. Right, because you don't know who around you has, like, an underlying, like, condition, and they don't, may, they don't like, want to advertise that, so they're just partying. Like, you know, yeah. there's so many factors, I feel like. You're just putting everyone it's, at risk for no reason. Right. It's not Why even that. Why don't they care? <laughs> right. that's, well, I mean. <laughs> I mean, that's the. <laughs> let's talk about the, like, let's talk about that. complex of being a 20-year-old. Uh, <laughs> yeah let's go back to that calling, mind frame i don't like that they're being called millennials because they're not technically millennials and i don't like being grouped with them because i well, i'm definitely not stereotypical millennial and it just bothers me i feel like the general public has thinks that millennials are just like 20 year olds like you know like they're like gen z they're 20 year olds they're not like you know okay boomer <laughs> no all right <laughs> I actually we just recently learned about that. Oh I didn't God. know that that was a thing. Maria, you have to realize that for everything that happens in pop culture, Brittany's like... You're like the internet explorer of... Oh. <laughs> Damn it! Megan, you can't be on this podcast. <laughs> no, I like this. This is awesome. I'm just very used to it. Um, no, it's very... I'm super behind. Like when no, I know. Things... I'm super behind. And the saddest thing is I like, I work with children. So imagine what my life mm-hmm. would be if I didn't work with kids. I know you work with like seven year olds to like 18 year olds. I would have no concept. <laughs> Thankfully though, they don't like call me a boomer. That would be. Sounds like, I think on the other side of this quarantine, the kids are going to decide that anyone over the age of 25 is a boomer. Yeah. Um, probably. <laughs> yep. okay with that. And they're going to be like, the only way that we now communicate is through TikTok. <laughs> oh my god. Are you guys on this No. Uh, Brittany, I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> Megan, yes, I am. <laughs> you are. Okay. So, I actually, I had never, the craziest thing to me about that whole TikTok thing was I had never heard of it from a child. I actually heard of it from a business marketer who, like, yeah, who is, uh, I'm a part of, like, the um, Central New Jersey Chamber of Commerce, and one of the board members, um, I was talking to him, and he was like, you know, you know, you're, he was like, you're a young person. And I was like, okay, I wasn't right. sure what's going. And he was like, have you, have you tried to utilize like this TikTok app? And I was like, I um, don't know what you're talking about. And what I, your like, business or no. Yeah. And he was like, people, I, hmm. I, people use it not only for dance, which is what I do. So that's, yeah. fine, but he was like, people use it to do like educational videos, mm-hmm. short little educational mm-hmm. videos. Um, so I started looking into it and I have an account, but I have yet to actually do anything with it. That's interesting, though. That's a different... Like, they're intimidating. It took me a long time to get on Instagram. It took us forever to figure out and actually do this podcast. Like, Seriously. actually being a part of social media is terrifying. <laughs> it's okay. Um, TikTok is just basically, like, just memes at this point of the coronavirus. Right oh, now. good. So I'm not missing anything. But they do, there's, like, different, like, uh, areas of TikTok. I think there's, like, a Christian TikTok. There's education. There's, there, like, my TikTok right now is filled with, like, Filipino memes. I'm like, well, how do they figure this out? <laughs> You, <laughs> you and your phone, everything that you do, they know. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. There's different sectors, but right now there's a bunch of like coronavirus, whatnot. That's there's like funny ones, but there's also like educational ones. Like some medical professionals yeah. are like putting some out. Mm-hmm. I saw that. For sure, and also I think it's good for them because like our attention span is like <laughs> just the video. Like that, the length of that video is my attention span. <laughs> so which means the length of like and yes i know so many under the age of 16 year olds who like to like self-diagnose themselves of having adhd and i'm like no you are just a social media child yeah, yeah. <laughs> lauren were you saying something sorry you got cut off oh no i was just saying that like it's really creative it's like um, oh yeah everyone says it's a new vine but i think like it's definitely a very different type of experience <laughs> Different type of video content yeah. creating, yeah. whatever. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So speaking of like content, how are you yeah. guys entertaining yourselves at home in your downtime? That's nice. I want to know. Uh, <laughs> I um 
I work with a I volunteer with a nonprofit arts organization. Oh, sick! Doing it's really cool. But um, one of the things, one of the projects that we're doing is uh, an oral history, creating an oral history archive of the homeless population in New Brunswick. Whoa! So yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, so uh -huh. I've been doing transcription work, like I feel like around the clock for the past days, and my ears are very tired. But it's no. really cool. like past the time. For sure. I mean, that's better than probably what I've been doing, which is napping and playing video games. <laughs> <laughs> I've been napping a lot. I feel you on that. Naps are good. Yeah. Naps are good. Yeah. Okay. How else? do you find the, the people to do the interviews for? Uh, like, how do, um, do you go to, like, shelters? Or, I, I guess, other people that work in the organization? So, um, we work, the organization works has several community partners around New Brunswick. Um, and what the organization's mission is, is to connect artists with social advocacy groups. So there's a New Brunswick called Elijah's Promise, which is, um, I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's a, a food kitchen or like a, you know, it's pantry? not really a food pantry. Yeah, it's a, it's a kitchen. Um, and they also have a culinary school. So they'll, um, like if someone from the community wants to learn to cook and become a chef, they can go through school at Elijah's Promise, which is really cool. Oh, that's pretty cool. But they're one of our longtime partners, so we've been working primarily with them because they have obviously very well established relationships with a lot of members of that community. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Your your time right now is very fulfilling compared to mine again. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, you're doing great work. I applaud you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm like, besides that, I literally just spend the rest of my time looking at my phone, feeling overwhelmed yeah. with the state of the world, so. Yeah, yeah. I feel like now more than ever, even though I'm not, I say this, but I'm not practicing it, we should get off of social media just because the anxiety of reading just random news articles or just like random tweets and TikToks and whatever, like more or less like, causes my anxiety to go up for like and like I don't even notice till afterwards I'm like why am I so anxious oh it's because I've spent like two hours on like social media just reading about all this stuff yeah so but I say that and yet <laughs> I don't practice it I'm just saying <laughs> maybe maybe a point, note to myself for tomorrow yeah I feel like I've been listening to like uh stand-up comedians on Netflix like some of those stuff to like just nice. laugh and unplug Reading. or take walks yeah. or do puzzles or I plan tonight, so some museums are offering online, free, like, online tours of their museums. So I plan to do one of those tonight. I'm going to sit down on my couch, maybe have a glass of wine, and watch a museum tour. Are they uh, doing that? Are they taking GoPros on those penguins? And just like, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I love I those penguins. I haven't seen them, but it's probably adorable. But that's oh actually a solid God. idea, leveraging the animals that you let roam. And they don't, they're just going to be like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god someone oh. should do that as a tiktok i'd sit there and watch that of course you would <laughs> you just did like a boomer britney hey yeah, seriously. Yeah, it's too it's too long for a tiktok <laughs> Wait, what are they like seven seconds oh my god i don't know okay that's cool i like that idea i do too honestly i recommend it i've been doing a lot of netflix parties Oh, I mean, I mean, doing a lot. I did one Netflix party last week. I'm doing more, but it's just a lot, it's a lot of fun, like synchronizing everyone's like Netflix so that we can watch the same movie at the mm -hmm. same time. Uh, and I've been playing a lot of like uh, online games, like code names. Like have uh, have you ever played code names? Mm -hmm. So it's like a party game, um, but they have an online version. So if you do Zoom with your friends, then you can all play oh. online. Super so it, it just, that's it's, cool. It's, it's a good like fun bonding. Um, I would say, yeah, things like, things like this, like Zoom, and like, um, like Netflix parties, and all, like, the apps that we have now, like, social distancing, oh, I think, Brittany, that. I think, Brittany, yes. we were discussing this before, because, yeah. um, social distancing isn't, like, the correct term, like, it seems like, like, because with this stuff, like, we're still, like, being social, despite, like, the, like, you, you were saying something the other day, Brittany, and I was like, yeah, I totally agree, and then I completely forgot. <laughs> so I had on Tuesday um, because it is tax season. Yay! Uh, yeah. I was in with my, don't remind uh, me <laughs> my <laughs> my tax lawyer and accountant, and he is 
like well into his 70s. And he actually was talking to me about, like telling me the way that he sees <clears throat> the world right now. And we were talking about everything. Going <laughs> Megan. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. You've seen your outfit so many times. And- <laughs> <laughs> Maria, just so you know, Maria will yeah. not miss up an opportunity to call you out on something. So just no. Do it. You guys and know I me. Got you back, don't worry. <laughs> um, uh, so he was telling me he was like the I can't remember he's like this is I've never seen anything like this in my lifetime, but the only time that I've ever seen or heard of anything relatable was the nineteen eighteen flu pandemic. Mm-hmm. Like giving me insights about what was going on there because people weren't able to handle it and like a lot of people lost their lives and the way that society functioned had to change. And he was saying, but the one thing I don't agree with what is like being put out there is the fact that they're talking about social distancing because he was like, I am not very comfortable with it, but I've been on like a lot more phone calls than I've ever been on. And I'm more connected with people now um, because mm-hmm. of that. Like, I don't feel like I'm socially distanced from anybody, but I'm more physically distanced. And I feel like that's the terminology that we should be utilizing. And I was just mm-hmm. like, this older gentleman is like very intelligent. I'm happy. Yeah. Texas. <laughs> the, like the boomer him. that you related to. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, I like him. We, every time I, whenever I go to visit him, we have very nice conversations. Your tax lawyer or accountant? He's both. Oh, okay. Wow. He's a good, tax good lawyer and slash accountant. That's very efficient. Yeah, Honestly, I mean, yeah. If you're going to do my taxes, I need to trust that you know what you're doing. So I was like, this is a gold. gold Fair. Yeah. I like that. I agree. Is anyone... For example, for me, this call, I was going to say, is anyone else talking to people that they really haven't? I feel like I, I feel like I've made more phone calls, like mm. in more FaceTime calls than it's the same people, but we're just like now FaceTiming as opposed to texting more, you know? Mm-hmm. I think, in, I in, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I think in my like field of work, like things have um, slowed down for me because, of course, like everyone, like I work in government, everyone's focused on the coronavirus. So my things that I'm working on have taken a backseat naturally, of course. Um, so like in my world, like I think we're still trying to figure out like how we're going to move forward in mm-hmm. our like l- things that we do. Um, so I think a lot of more people have a lot more downtime. So we've been able to like start up a lot more of these like conversations that we've kind of that have mm-hmm. been sidetracked because we just were so busy in our lives. So mm-hmm. we've been reconnecting with a lot of people um, and connecting with even new people online. So it's just, I feel like a lot more sociable now that I'm stuck inside. I can like, agree to that. Blossoming, yeah. not social distancing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Physically distanced, socially blossomed. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> Redefining. Go ahead, Monica. Tell us your thing. I was just going to say, so like, for example, so I see my child, like, childhood childhood friends we see each other like a couple times a year but because of this we've been like texting a lot more we have a call similar to this tomorrow just to like hang out mm-hmm. like, we were supposed to meet up and uh, in a couple months but like we don't know if that's gonna happen so like let's get on this and just chill yeah. and hang out and then for example so my like I mentioned I work from home a majority of my team works from home so my manager said she's feeling a little lonely so on our call on Monday let's all get on our webcams and like mm. be a little bit more social even though we have this call every week She's just like, well, I think it would be, like, enjoyable this time if we get on our webcams. And I was like, okay, I can do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, even at my firm, like, um, a, I want to say, like, almost 100 of us were on a Zoom call uh, the other day just to, like, see everyone. And it was, like, actually really enjoyable, even though it was kind of, like, it was, like, the weirdest thing. Like, you don't realize how much, like, socialization you get, like, in the office until, like, you, you're, like, forced to work from home you know, because, mm-hmm. like, usually, like, I tend to be, well, the older I get, I get more extroverted, but I tend to still be, like, an introvert, so, like, I didn't know that the lack of going to the office would affect me this much, basically. Mm. I only that was... socialize. <laughs> Say that again? See, <laughs> it's really weird when you work from That's not surprising at all, knowing you, Monica. <laughs> <laughs> so Stop. I'll like go in like the day I scheduled to go in I have to have no calls on my calendar I'll just go in to be like all right I have in-person meetings and I'm just gonna like walk around to people people literally ask me do you still work here so like I feel like I need to go in to show face oh my god <laughs> so I go in so we're flipped <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's definitely one of the things that I feel like and like Marie and I have talked about this before my first like full year of really having my own business and really just having to rely on myself and not having that like team of people and like coworkers and things 
that was when like all of my things that I was dealing with like mentally like really started to take a toll because I was like I'm not interacting with anybody like I'm mm-hmm. on and seeing just myself throughout the day and any of my clients and then I'm like whoa mm. like you need you like it's crazy how we don't and I feel like Marie and I like we were talking about this the other day too we were saying how like you know it's an environment like you really mm-hmm. having the ability to social <clears throat> having that like accountable space to be in that's like okay this is my workspace right it's like it really, it kind of, it kind of shows you your appreciation for why we have those places. And then at the same time, it's like, we're realizing too, like, well, maybe don't, we don't need them as much as we thought we did. Like, we don't need to be there um, mm-hmm. to being in that space from eight to five every single day. But it's like, how can we get both of those, right? How do we still have that socialization? How do we still have the positive environment that's keeping us like focused and proactive and accountable? Um, but how can we also like really get our lives back? <laughs> right. Which is like, a big thing that people want. It's an adjustment for sure. And um, right, like the first like half of this week when we started doing all this, it was definitely no one was being efficient for sure. Like the, from the people I was talking to, like no one was being efficient. Because um, everyone that um, I usually talk to, like I have a bunch of coworkers that at least just go to the office. Like we don't really work from home. So now this complete shift, like overnight, like, hey, tomorrow, starting tomorrow, like you have to work from home was just a shock to our systems. And the way that we're like coping with it now is that we're literally like FaceTiming or like doing Zoom meetings and just like working. Like I don't even, no one's literally talking on these phone calls. We're literally just typing away and just working. So it's like, it seems like, yeah, it's like, we'll like talk and be like, all right, hey, like, how are you, blah, blah. But then like 10 minutes later, we're just all just typing and then actually collaborating and be like, hey, I have a question about a job that we're doing, like, can someone help? So it's like- Literally what you do at work, right? Except- Exactly, except like through- there, you just are- Right. Spaces. Right, so, so there are ways around it, obviously. It's just, again, an adjustment on everyone's part. I think that's cool. Like, yeah. like the, um, like having Zoom, having <clears throat> different, like Microsoft is coming out with, like has a platform now for doing this, like having the different- like work mm-hmm. environment, the digital work environments, the online ones, like it, it's just, it's super interesting, right? Yeah. That you could walk, like they, there's a place in, in the city um, that is like this inside, but it, it like is a replica of being like in an outdoor park, it's like this weird thing, but it's um, like a work environment. So people can go in and like sit down and feel like they're outside, right? It's all like natural, naturally lit and like fake grass and everything and all of these like cute little coffee table boutiques mm. sit and like do this mm-hmm. and be at work. And it's like, that, it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a good idea. Like, it, it, like it's a good way to utilize technology versus like us getting sucked in and using escapism and <laughs> all the other ways that we like to cope yeah cope yeah there we go cope is the word yeah cope yeah exactly use that and say that like firsthand experience because like netflix was how i thought i was coping with life and that just Mm -hmm. in my face so yeah okay so on a more comical note i guess (laughs) uh how do you guys feel about all the panic buying not really comical, I guess. Toilet paper buying. It's a little really comical. Really <laughs> yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Dan, so uh, Dan's pharmacy yesterday had just gotten in like new boxes of toilet paper, and he said they had put it out, and like within three hours it was gone, and he literally had to like put aside toilet paper for us. So. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't understand the toilet paper because I like, don't either. People keep getting stocked. Like you don't have to, like unless you really think the world is going to end in two weeks or something, you're going to shit a lot. <laughs> you want to stop a stomach virus. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, hell no, I'm not buying tissues. I don't need anything for anything coming out of my face. It's fine. <laughs> like, we'll just use the toilet paper. But I said, this is like the perfect time. And I was thinking to myself to Dan, I was like, say we run out of toilet paper. What do you do? Right? Like, what would you do? And I'm thinking to myself, I'm not really that worried because, right, we'll just go outside. Like, why is it, <laughs> like, if you think about, okay, go on, I'm saying like, um, okay, well, I mean, I'm thinking, like, go on, I can't wait for this, like, say, <laughs> say like, super long term, right, things start breaking down, like, you don't get access to toilet paper, you don't get access to, like, basic hygiene things, like, you're, I mean, for, there's really no reason why your toilet would ever not work, but let's super go into, like, the future, right? Like the apocalypse? Like the actual apocalypse. Why can't you just go outside? Like there's a lot of natural toilet paper that exists outside. 
why is the thing? There she is. <laughs> How does your mind go there? I deal with this every week. <laughs> that's what happens all the time. Because that's my mind. I literally, and that was, it's just funny because that response is what my fiance Dan said. He was like, oh I like your toilet doesn't wash. And I was like, I don't care. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Anyways, so <laughs> panic buying. God, Brittany, jeez. <laughs> well, at least I don't have to worry about it. At least I have a plan if that ever happens. You have so a she, plan for every scenario, Brittany. Oh, I have man. Her plan is to go outside. <laughs> right. <laughs> in every aspect, every answer is just go outside. As if it, when it we're worked. in such a bad place that we don't have access to a shower, our main. <laughs> Okay, but where will I go to the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. And oh the funniest god. the funniest part of that whole I think that's <clears throat> the reason why my brain goes there so quickly is because Dan and I recently had a situation where we couldn't use our bathroom or any of like the water in our apartment. Yeah, you did, yeah. Because our sewer injector broke and like literally talk about Lauren, talk about like people are shitting like just matched it. It was bad. <laughs> Not fortunate. So I guess my mind is still like used to like worst case scenario. And it's just that's fair. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Yeah, in that situation it makes sense. I wouldn't think that like, oh no, there's no water I have to go outside. <laughs> Brittany just immediately goes there. Yeah. So Brittany, is that what you did? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, let, me, let me precedence it with this. And Maria knows this. So for like the whole like number two aspect thank god we have people upstairs that are family so that's fine but like in the middle of the night with my tiny bladder like yeah what do you do i went uh, i wasn't going all the way upstairs in the dark i would have tripped and fell down the stairs <laughs> so you went outside <laughs> in the sink you went outside. i just had a feeling i know mean, i can't use the sink we couldn't use any of oh, our right, there's no water i'm sorry wow you had to pee outside <laughs> yep and yep in your own home well outside your own home <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like some rent reduction or something. <laughs> really? We live with family, so it's like we don't pay that much. Like, oh, okay, fine. I'm like, crying, so we don't have to worry about it. But yep, that's oh my god, you do what you gotta do, guys. Uh -uh. I'm crying. I don't play games. No, honestly, I'm not. I'm judging the least because it's not like I've never peed outside before. I'm judging the least. It's just I knew that that was gonna be the case, so I had to ask. <laughs> well, no, yeah, it's like you only asked me the question because you knew. Because you knew the answer. <laughs> That's cool. You guys, I'd say I don't care. I mean, this podcast, the things like anything out, goes. I guess it's whatever. Yeah, it's whatever. Any other thoughts on panic buying? Jesus. <laughs> I actually have a thought. Um, yeah. This is like, I don't, <laughs> but it is a thought that occurred to me, which is, um, so, God, how do I say this? I have mm -hmm. physical illnesses, right? Like yeah. physical illnesses. Mm -hmm. So I've spent years needing to buy in advance, anticipating times where I would be like unwell or, okay. yeah. you know, needed to prepare for something like a procedure or whatever. <clears throat> and so when I was like, oh, okay. So there might be something that makes you ill and you can't leave your house for a few weeks it didn't require too much of me to like walk through the store and think about the stuff that you would need to stock up on for that mm -hmm. and done it before. And so that's what I'm thinking of seeing people panic buying. The only thing that most people um, have to buy for in their life is like a snowstorm or a hurricane or something. Mm -hmm. And I think that we're prepared for like when, mm -hmm. you're, when something is happening to you, how do you prepare for that? You know? Right. Um, I literally just lost my train of thought. I was literally going to say something, and then I lost it. <laughs> well, Honestly. I've been having, so, like, I had a really interesting experience with panic buying, just because, so, I go vegan religiously for certain periods of time. Now is one of those times. So, I wow. went to Whole Foods, not, like, the craziest thing, but I went to Whole Foods for tofu, right? You would imagine that Whole Foods has tofu. If any store in the world has it, they have it. Ow. I mean, the whole section's just non-existent. And I was just floored because I don't buy it all the time. I only buy it when I need it, whatever. And I was just kind of like, well, what do I do now? Go to your and local Asian like, supermarket. 
I don't have one in this area. Which are being <laughs> closed down and being built back up by big lots and everything, so that doesn't really help. Oh my god. Oh god. But, but I guess because I had been looking and stuff, an article popped up about why Trader Joe's and Whole Foods have been hit more so than your average shop right and so on. I've been going to a few grocery stores, so I, that's true. And it was like, talking about how if you think about the, the common people who shop at Trader Joe's or Whole Foods, usually are higher income people who can afford to spend compared to your average grocery store who cannot or right now because of either losing work or whatever situation they may not be able to even afford to buy food at this point or think about that option which is why a lot of those stores are just straight empty aisles Mm -hmm. so i um had seen this tiktok about this uh woman who was trying to buy diapers for her kid but she can't like she can only buy like one pack of diapers at a time so like she can't afford to buy 20 or so at a time so she has to go to the store when she has the money or when she has the time. So it's like, mm-hmm. like that's a perfect situation or a perfect example of why you shouldn't panic buy. Because even if you have the ability to, some people don't. Mm-hmm. And wiping out the supply, so they have to wait until the next shipment comes in. It's just, it's so selfish. Mm-hmm. I think that of all, above all things, like all the things that we've talked about, like this, this pandemic has like really forced people like, we know that it's a very quick spreading virus. Like that's what makes it so unique and different from the flu. It, it, it's much more contagious. And if you're still making the choice to be, you know, whether you're a college child or whatever, that's not an excuse. You're still going out and making, making, actively making the decision to, to not care, you're being selfish. Or mm-hmm. if you're going and actively, like you just said, Lauren, like panic buying and not, like it's very, like considering the circumstances, like your your choices very clearly show like your character mm-hmm. in this whole situation. That's yeah, I think that's that's beyond true right now. I think it just shows like the true nature of the pe- people because on the flip yeah. side of panic buying, so, so I'm in the mm-hmm. Facebook group for my community in the town I live in and mm-hmm. someone posted that they had bought toilet paper. Finally, it came into our town this week. So they bought some and they realized they had extra and they said, anyone who wants them, I'm giving it to you for free. Just let me know how much you want. Please don't hoard. Oh, and, he that's amazing. Drop, and he was like, I'll even drop it off to people who are like elderly who can't come. Mm. Awesome. That's so that's great. Nice. Like, and that, that's something else that I noticed too, is that people are like, and I, that's what I love about the dance community too, is people are very willingly <clears throat> offering like, how can I help you? What do you need? What do you, and like, it's bringing out my, like, it's bringing out people's humanness. Like you're either, you're either, this is like a platform and a position for evil people to step up and say, hey, look at me, I'm a human, I can make good choices. Or like, hey, look at me, I'm like poorly informed, right? I don't really care about other people. Um, and like, I make poor choices because of that. Mm-hmm. Right? So, and I think, wow, that's just really went full circle because we were talking before about like lo- learning about Bojack Workman and like seeing what is kind <laughs> of behind people's choices. And it's like the situation we're in right now definitely gives you more of like, you only have so much wiggle room on the choices you're taking of what your like statement you're making about your character and people are definitely doing that in abundance right now yeah cool true i mean i think we talked about everything that we wanted to talk about maria is there anything that, I was I like, does it, that covered? no i think we hit everything that we're planning on talking this about but awesome with more people <laughs> does anyone else want to bring anything up relating to the coronavirus or just current events or like what's going on in your life like is there anything that you have like that's going on in your life that you're working on a project you're working on that you want to plug or how can people come to you all of that good stuff lauren we can plug our networking group (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh can you talk about it because i've been seeing stuff maria has talked to me about it and like i want to hear about it more. lauren is the brainchild of it all um so she can she can go (laughs) so um so me and Maria and a couple of uh, our other friends developed this networking group for Filipino Americans um, called Professional Filipino American Youth. The idea behind it is we know that like we, we all work in industries where we're minorities. Like we don't like we have certain experiences that we can't really relate or we can't really talk about with our coworkers or colleagues. So the idea is with PFAs, we have monthly gatherings at a Filipino restaurant and we just kind of talk about and, our jobs, commiserate about our experiences, kind of create connections. And the idea is that if we can find uh, someone else to relate to, we're like developing the community um, while also building our career because we're making connections mm-hmm. between different industries. And so I think in some cases, like people are able to connect 
make connections that actually help their um, like efforts just, to work. Yeah, career and just oh, even yeah. personal life. Like I know a couple of us um, in PFA have connected because we're all accountants and like that's even rare. I didn't know that there was a bunch of Filipino accountants around New Jersey, but even offline, like I'll text them if I need help or if they need help, like we'll text each other. So like there's definitely now we're cultivating community within the state. That's yeah. Awesome. Um, and like a lot of the people in our group, they were really active in their Filipino clubs, like, in college, but, like, once mm -hmm. you graduate, there's not really a, there's not really any opportunities to get back into the, your culture, because um, you're so focused, especially on your job, um, and building your relationships, because, like, when you're in your 20s, like, there's this book that I read, it was called The Defining Decade. Like when you're, I love that book. We literally <laughs> just talked about that book on our last episode, so. Um, yeah. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> so like um it's just kind of which is so mind-blowing for me because i was like now i really got to invest in all my relationships my career mm -hmm. so that like when i'm in my 30s i'm like a lot more it yeah. just get more harder uh, much harder in my 30s yeah and so pfa kind of fills that gap who really want to get involved in the community but also want to get back uh want to make sure that you're building your career at the same time so we make it as easy as possible for people to just enter in they can just drop in one of our meetings and then like never come back but yeah. we welcome you if you come back yeah because i mean and at least they know that there's a community out there if they want to do come back is the thing like it's very casual on our end but i know um everyone that does come back or has only been there once actually like get something out of it yeah and we always make sure to highlight all our members achievements um mm -hmm. you know we gotta if we don't uh like really blast everyone up <laughs> what we've done then who is yeah. gonna do it <laughs> exactly yeah it's oh that is so cool. I love that you're doing that. And like props and congratulations to you because Marie and I have been talking about this a lot. Um, like the importance of like the importance of like networking mm -hmm. and just talking to yeah. people and finding people that you can relate to and being a part of a positive community and mm -hmm. just doing that. Right. And like, like what you were talking about, and this is the book, by the way, the defining yeah. decade. Um, that we can, yeah. I mean, it's, it's incredible. I read that in like a day or two. Favorite, favorite part of this, like, this book was where they were talking about, like, the being in the beginning of your 20s, like, feels like you're just paddling, doggy paddling to stay above the water. Mm -hmm. But, like, and then you're, like, where do I swim? Like, there's so many things. There's so many directions, yeah. Right, and, like, actually creating a path for yourself to swim towards something. As opposed to being stuck. Right. Right, is, like, how you define, right, what you're doing in your, in your, in your life and in that, in the 20s decade. So, that's, oh, I love that. Yeah, Megan, if you haven't read the book, read the book. Um, anybody else who's listening, if you haven't read it, <laughs> and you are in your, at any point in your life, if, if you feel like you're doing that, like if you're wading in the water, totally good book to read. And mm -hmm. getting involved in a community that is, has that kind of same purpose, right? Positivity, where you are, what you're going for. And if you don't have a community like that, do what Lauren did and start your own. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Yes, exactly <laughs> what happened. So awesome and commendable. Um, but I know how that for me. Sorry, Brittany. No, go ahead. Oh, you're good. I was just gonna ask how many people generally are part of your network. So it like uh, each meeting it varies. We have about like eight or ten people that show up to each meeting. Yeah. Um, but we we sometimes don't get repeats, so our network is. Yeah. I think um, we've gathered, if I remember correctly, um, around like thirty at least contacts. But yeah, it's so that's about. Awesome. Yeah. Are you doing? Do you mostly work with Central New Jersey? No. So uh, we go where all the Filipinos are. So most are <laughs> in North Jersey. So know your audience. Exactly. <laughs> so we, but we're trying to move around the state, and so like I have a lot of connections within the Filipino community throughout the region and mm -hmm. throughout the world. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> you do? No, you really do. Yeah. <laughs> so like I try to make sure to like spread the word about PFA so that like eventually like people about it and things mm -hmm. like oh if I have an event or if I meet a young philam who might be interested I can just pull them in and like we just yeah. we want to attract really ambitious people so always yeah yeah because like it like it kind of goes off of what you said like when you surround yourself with people who have the same mindset then you feel so much more um inspired to achieve your own goals mm -hmm. totally. so, yeah so we're trying to create that community um throughout New Jersey and then eventually the world <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah, that is yeah. super cool. Okay, I'm definitely, now I'm going to talk to my, uh, my chamber president for Central Nutri, because we just, like, expanded, um, mm -hmm. and see, like, what she knows and, like, potentially get you guys connected, because I know that she, we went from, like, being this really small chamber to, like, we're, like, the Central New Jersey chamber now, mm -hmm. that, 
and thinking of people that I know that I see at our like our chamber events that would totally like overlapping and being a part of a a chamber like a, like a culturally based community that is like you can relate to on a totally different level aside from just business and still have that positive environment that takes it like that takes, mm-hmm. you said like your investment and what you're gonna be able to get out of it to a whole new level Correct. yeah yep. you know, we would appreciate any yeah that. that's Absolutely. really cool okay i definitely have to get more information from you guys when we're done with this and mm-hmm. we'll figure out how we can merge all of that together yeah, yeah all right cool beans uh so i see that zoom is telling me we have under four minutes now anyone else final zoom doesn't like remarks anymore, which is not gonna it's be good. fine it's okay. Well, At least we did this. for like the rest of the week. For... <laughs> You'll figure it out. But any, any other remarks, comments, general things? Wash your hands. Stay home. And yeah. Wash. Good. Can Stay you, home. What's the name of the organization that you're volunteering for? You should plug that. Oh, yeah. Oh, thanks. That would be awesome. Megan! <laughs> <laughs> it's called Collab Arts. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, based in New Brunswick. And uh Check us out at collabarts.org. I'll put everything in the description. Don't worry. Okay. So Megan, just just like Monica's laughing. This is legit, Monica. Excuse you. <laughs> as legit as as it can get. Possible. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, if you send me the stuff, I'll put it in the link. We'll blast you. I'll put our cool. PFA stuff, Lauren. Um, cool. Anything else? We good? No, I think that's it. Thank you guys. This is yeah. Thank you so much. We and I like have been figuring it out, but like yeah, getting to talk to not that I don't love you, Maria, but getting to talk to other people and like get your perspective just makes conversation <laughs> so much more layered and interesting and just fun, especially with everything going on right now. So thank you guys for yeah. taking the time out and hanging out with us today. Yeah, no, no, thanks, this guys. is really fun. Thank you. Yeah, cool. Let's do this. Really cool to see you all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah seriously, yeah. Megan. <laughs> Oh, this is this is an amazing experience. <laughs> this is the real fun high school reunion that everybody who attends wishes wants to be. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, right, thank cool. you, and thank you to everybody who's listening. Uh, we will catch you guys on the next episode. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you soon. Peace out, Bye. guys. Bye. Goodbye.